don't think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher. I created DistractedDriversBusted.com and, of course, now this podcast show due to the fact that I, myself, was nearly killed by a distracted driver back in 2010, 2011, when I was riding my motorcycle on the 91 freeway westbound going to my work and a distracted driver cut me off and I hit the ground doing 65 miles an hour. And according to the California Highway Patrol, I'm a walking cigarette. Technically, he indicated the way I hit and rolled and everything happened so fast, I should be dead. But luckily, I'm here. By the grace of God, I am here. And I'm here doing these podcast shows to help prevent somebody else from doing something stupid. But apparently, my messages are not getting out there to each and every one of you. So I keep doing these podcast shows. Really, I would rather talk about sports or something else if I had a podcast show. But I've Guess I've got to do these podcast shows that talks about the morons and the idiots out there that think they're in their own world, their own little bubble, and everybody evolves around them. And that's why we have these podcast shows, because more and more people are getting killed. More and more people that are in senior positions are doing something totally stupid. I got a story about that today. But in the meantime... This is DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show, and I appreciate everyone who has listened to me in the past and who follows me today. And you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, Facebook, DistractedDB. And if you're listening to this podcast show, you probably already know, you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. I don't charge for my shows. Some hosts, they like to charge for the show, get some kind of kickback. I don't do that. I consider myself a podcast dealing with a helpful type thing, a PSA, if you will. Public service announcement. This is one big public service announcement. I don't get any compensation for any of these shows that I do, and I like it that way. Because if I can save one person's life, then I did it. I did what exactly what I was guess. I'm guessing this is what God wanted me to do, and I'm rolling with it. 
I'm doing these shows weekly. I used to do two a show, two shows a week. But for some reason, the month of April just drags me down. Now, I know the month of April is Distracted Drivers, uh, uh, Distracted Drivers Month. And uh, it is some reason, it just drags me down. And it could be because I know what almost happened to me. And I see what happens to other people each and every day this month. I can count, and I have asked you many times, if you listen to this show, I have asked you many times, Listen to your local news at night. Listen to them at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, 7, 9 o'clock at night, 10 or 11. And tell me that there's an episode where they never talked about somebody getting killed. Somebody's crashing into another uh, house, building, store. There's no collision, no hit and runs, no DUIs. Nobody got arrested that day. Everybody was on their best behavior when they're behind the wheel. You tell me that one. You give me that story. You tell me that, and I will talk about that. And that would be a blessed day. But right now, uh, I don't see it. And I have stories here to prove it. And, you know, quite honestly, it just totally is disheartening to the fact that these things keep happening each and every week. So we're going to just jump right into it. We're going to get moving on. We're going to hit the uh, ground running, if you will. And we're going to start off with last week's top story of the week. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, the top story from the previous show comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. It was a crash that was in Anaheim that ended up hurting or killing a couple of youngsters in their mid-20s. And for some reason, uh, this area, this area that it happened in, I know this area. I drive by it all the time when I go to work and when I come home. It is so disheartening that these things keep happening. It's, it's just beyond, it is just beyond anything that I can fathom how these things keep continuing to happen. News now, three men were killed in a violent, fiery crash in Anaheim overnight. KTLA's Carlos Herrera live near the scene with details on what happened. Carlos, good morning. Yeah, Jessica, good morning. Three men in their 20s were killed in this horrific overnight crash here in Anaheim. This as crews still here this morning cleaning up the debris uh, left behind from this crash. They've been here for more than an hour, so that really gives you an idea of how widespread the damage is here right now. Police say this crash happened uh, shortly before 2 a.m., so overnight uh, near Harbor Boulevard and La Palma Avenue here in Anaheim. Investigators say the white Mercedes-Benz you see there was traveling southbound on Harbor, speeding through the intersection. The driver lost control of the vehicle, went airborne, and slammed into a brick wall. That car instantly split in half, then hit a fire hydrant and caught on fire, ejecting one of the three occupants. Anaheim police officers happened to be in the area and witnessed the violence and fiery crash. We had officers that attempted to take people out of the vehicle. Um, it was very difficult to, for them to do that because the vehicle was on fire. They were able to get one occupant out and uh, attempt CPR, but unfortunately, uh, he passed away. Uh, this is probably one of the most uh, significant crashes I've ever seen in my 20-year career. Uh, police say one of the victim's body was found on a front yard. Another was burned inside the vehicle. The third was pulled from the car by at least one witness. 
and a police officer. Investigators say there were no injuries uh, to bring anything back out of your life. You can see investigators still here, all southbound lanes of Harbor Boulevard and one northbound lane have uh, been reopened uh, after being closed for several hours. Investigators here say they'll reopen the remaining one uh, northbound lane here in just a few minutes. Reporting live this morning in Anaheim, I'm Carlos Herrera, KTLI 5 News. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show. And I want to thank KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles that, for allowing me to use that sound. All right, we're just going to jump right into uh, a story that kind of captured the hearts of everyone uh, that you know of that kind of follows football. Dwayne Haskins, uh, former, I think, Washington Redskin, and also was current backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And unfortunately, he ended up losing his life. He did something that that probably should never, ever happen. And it's a sad story. And the story comes from WKYC, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Haskins throws, complete, inside the 10. The Buckeye Nation is mourning tonight over the sudden death of former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. He was killed in a highway accident in South Florida early this morning. Tonight, we are learning more about the tragedy that has left fans heartbroken. A solitary violinist symbolizing the solemn mood outside Ohio Stadium, where Buckeye fans are leaving flowers, the number seven jersey, and messages of heartbreak. I remember everything he did for the school. He was a big reason about why I came here. The 24-year-old Haskins was in South Florida training with his Pittsburgh Steelers teammates. He reportedly ran out of gas and was trying to walk across I-95 near Fort Lauderdale when he was hit by a dump truck around 6.30 a.m. Wait, I was just with you, man. And I love you, brother. Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool, among countless heartbreaking posts on social media. Bengals QB and former Buckeye Joe Burrow with a simple tribute. What do you think? Even at the tender age of 11, Haskins knew he'd be a Buckeye. Now, if you come to how I think what position you're going to play? He would go on to break several school records, including single-season passing yards and passing touchdowns, always holding promise. Now, now after declaring and being a professional athlete, life hits you fast. A life cut short too soon. 
And our team coverage continues now with Nick Camino with more on Haskins' career as well as reaction from the football world. Just devastating, Nick. Yeah, good evening, Lena. A terrible tragedy. I know that Ohio State fans, Northeast Ohio football fans, everybody is mourning the loss. Uh, this is just a tragedy. I mean, to see what happened with Dwayne Haskins earlier today, as you mentioned, uh, killed in that accident. And I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in Ohio State history when you think about it. A Heisman finalist in 2018 after leading Ohio State to a Big Ten Conference title. That season, the Buckeyes went to the Rose Bowl. They beat Washington. Ohio State finishing with a 12-1 season uh, with Haskins at the helm, a great leader, Rose Bowl MVP, led the Buckeyes to a win over Michigan in which he threw six touchdown passes. I don't think people will ever forget that. A team leader, again, one of the best quarterbacks in school history, went on to be a first-round pick, as Lena mentioned, in the NFL draft by Washington and was currently a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as you would expect, an outpouring of emotions uh, and reactions to this terrible tragedy. Among the many on social media, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, former Buckeyes head coach Urban Meyer, heartfelt condolences from Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin and current Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. I mentioned Urban Meyer, heartbroken on a Zoom call earlier today. Beautiful kid, beautiful family, beautiful soul. Uh, very strong in his faith. That's the, the blessing, you know, if there is one right now, that he was so strong in his faith and so did his family. And, you know, I, I know football and all that, but I just keep going back to that, that this beautiful family, his sister and his parents and what they're going through. Uh, and Lena, as Urban Meyer kind of alluded to, this is obviously much, much bigger than sports, but the, just the tribute that he got from his teammates. And you just got a sense of the type of person that he was, not only on the field, but off the field. Just an amazing leader and somebody that I don't think any of us will ever forget. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Nick. All right, and again, that story came from WKYC, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. And yes, definitely, this is what I would consider a very, very tragic crash incident that happened. You have to be aware of your surroundings. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, <clears throat> me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. 
Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And this podcast now, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, DistractedDB. And if you're wanting to listen to any of the past shows over the last eight years, you can get them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so here's a story, and we've been talking about this a lot, hit and runs, and what that means not only to you, the the, the uh, family members, but the perpetrators. Uh, do they care? Do the perpetrators even know, or do they think, hey, I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't hit anybody, I didn't do this, but when you actually know that you did it, and you take off, you're a coward. You're a chicken shit. You deserve to be locked up and thrown away. And I have asked about this before in the past. What can we do about this? Well, honestly, I don't really know, except there has to have stronger and more stringent uh, law that will help and protect the victims. The perpetrators right now seem to have everything going in their direction. But can we change that? I believe we can. Honestly, to tell you the truth, we just need stronger law laws on the books that will help the uh, victims. There's people that get killed by a hit-and-run driver, and the driver has been, been arrested many times for DUIs, other hit-and-runs, and they end up walking out of jail. How does that happen? Or they're sentenced to 10 to 15, 20 years, and in 5 to 7, they're out walking on the streets. And what does that do for the families? I think that is devastating, and they wonder why. How did this happen? There is no repercussions, and when you don't have any repercussions, long-lasting term repercussions, people know that they can get away with it. It's kind of like what's happening here in L.A. with with our district attorney who doesn't want to prosecute people because they think that they deserve a better chance. Meantime, all these store owners are getting their shops, everything busted, jewelry's broken into, uh, phone stores, all of theirs are getting yanked out, uh, they're getting ripped off, they're getting stolen, they're getting beaten, and nothing ever happens to them because they go, well, the DA's not going to do nothing. Ah, who gives a crap? I'm just going to keep doing what I do because I know there's no long-term consequences. So I get a, a slap on the hand and then I move on. Well, that is very disturbing. Here um, is a story from WESH, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. man accused of hitting a woman with a box truck and then leaving the scene remains in jail. Miguel Valero Gonzalez has an $18,000 bond in connection to that deadly scene yesterday. Western's Bob Hazen has the crash report from Troopers. 
Investigators say the driver, who's still here in jail, admitted that his license was suspended and that he'd been smoking marijuana earlier before he allegedly crashed into a woman and killed her and then drove away. We saw the box truck being hauled away by investigators with damage on the front end. Also with that truck, according to FHP, was 30-year-old Miguel Valero Gonzalez. Troopers say he was driving that truck when it smashed into the back of an SUV that had stopped on Curry Ford Road near the 417. The SUV's hazard lights were on and a woman was walking on the road behind it. But investigators say Valero Gonzalez did not stop hit the victim, and then pinned her between his truck and the SUV. He then allegedly drove away, but a witness followed him and called 911, helping lead Orange County deputies and troopers to the suspect. Phenomenal man. I call him a hero. As many fatal hit-and-run crashes and scenes that I've been to in years, he just helped us solve this case. Records show Valero Gonzalez's last known address was in Brandon. Troopers say he did admit that his license is suspended and he was willing to do a blood test to check for alcohol or drugs. Valero Gonzalez is being held in jail right now with his bond set at $18,000. Reporting at the Orange County Jail, Bob Hazen, West 2 News. All right, now you appreciate that uh, from WESH and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. And hopefully he remains in jail. I'm hoping that they kind of make an example of him. This is where it's got to start. If he's got $18,000 bond, hey, is that really the limit? I think on a hit and run, it should be automatically up to a $1 million bond. I mean, quite honestly, that person that was killed, that young woman is not coming back. So $1 million, that's just the minimum. And if you're a second or third time offender, it should be up to $10, $15 million. Let's lock these guys up. Let's leave them in jail. Let them have some remorse and let them have some time to think about it. Because honestly, if he gets out, he's just going to go ahead and do it again. And to me, that doesn't serve anybody any kind of justice at all. To me, it's probably the worst thing that can actually ever happen to somebody where they get let out of jail because then psychologically they go, that's it? That's all that's going to happen to me? I'm getting out. I, I'm free to do whatever I did before. Nobody's going to say anything. You can't keep letting that vicious cycle still continue. And as long as it still continues, it's still going to happen that way each and every time. Now, here's another story that we got. And quite honestly, is a very disturbing one because this is coming from a leader. And quite honestly, I think I reported on this story. I have to go back and check my archives. I think I reported on this story initially when it first happened in Michigan. I kind of think I remember this name. In Michigan, a representative, Mary Cavanaugh. Now she's facing uh, drunk driving charges following arrest that happened back in February. I think I did something about this in February. I have to go back. It's not that far back. I mean, I, I should have checked it before doing the show, but it just dawned on me while I'm sitting here uh, looking at my notes. I believe I did something on this. And here's a story from W, or this is actually from WDIB. WDIV, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use sound. And you can follow them at Local 4 News. And here's a story about the representative 
Mary Cavanaugh in Michigan, who's now facing charges. A state representative from Redford has been charged with DUI. Livonia police say back in February, state rep Mary Cavanaugh was swerving on I-96 with two flat tires. And it's actually what happened in the days and weeks that followed raising new concerns. Victor Williams following the story. Uh, Victor, she didn't tell the state House Speaker about any of this. Evan, uh, I guess it's safe to say that the House Speaker was just as surprised as the rest of us when all of this came to light. You can't rep our state if you out here drinking and driving. Constituents like Jay Sean Scott and Damon Brooks are shocked learning of State Representative Mary Cavanaugh's most recent drunken driving allegations. She should just face her consequences like any of us. Back on February 25th, police say she was behind the wheel of a black Ford escape when an officer noticed something wasn't right. Officers say she was driving on Merriman near Industrial Road and then got onto I-96 East where she could be seen swerving across lanes. I just hope that she gets the same type of uh, justice that I would get if it happened to me. We're told she had two flat tires, one of them completely disconnected from the rim. When finally stopped, it said she was not able to produce her driver's license and had no idea of the damage to her vehicle. Her lawyer attorney, Todd Russell Perkins, spoke on her behalf after today's pretrial. My client takes this very seriously as a, as a public servant. Um, it's important that um, we all be responsible. The representative also just so happens to be a sponsor of House Bill 4220 to expunge OWI convictions. Speaker of the House Jason Wentworth had no idea what happened till now. He sent us the following statement, which reads... Until today, nobody ever admitted to what happened, hoping it would go away unnoticed. And unfortunately, that means everyone is still trying to figure it out. Thankfully, the Livonia police were on alert and intervened before anything tragic happened. And Representative Kavanaugh was asked to do a failed sobriety test, but the results have been redacted from the report as of now. Victor Williams, local fullback. And Victor, talk a little bit about what happened back in 2015. Well, back in 2015, Kavanaugh was told that she had to do 12 months of probation plus five years, uh, excuse me, five days worth of community service. But those charges were later dismissed. As far as this case, she is due back in court on April the 21st. All right. And I appreciate the sound coming from uh, WDIV, Local 4 News out there. And this is a story that I'm going to stay in touch with. I think I should try to reach on out to her office to see if she'll give a statement, or at least if I should try to contact her lawyer to find out something that we can do to find out, hey, what are we doing here? What is the monkey business that's going on? You're a representative. Now, you heard some uh, constituents there, and they indicated, well, I hope she gets the same kind of justice if it was me. And I agree with that. If you were going to slam this guy for DUI, and lock him up for in jail. The same thing should apply to her as a representative. And quite honestly, if she cannot produce her license, what is she doing? And secondly, here she is, doesn't even know what kind of damage to her car. Trust me, I I feel like uh, something wrong with my car. Like if if the wheels like a little low or or I hit a bump and a, and a wheel. Well, I want to stop and look at my car to find out what's going on. I don't want to be driving down the road and something tragically happens. And here she's going through blindly. Does she not know 
what's happening to her car? Because apparently not. And if that's the case, she shouldn't even be in the the represent as a representative for Michigan. She should get the same kind of treatment that that is. And and honestly, she should do community service. If she's found guilty, which I don't know for sure she is, but if she is, she should do some kind of community service and have her on the side of the road picking up cans and bottles and trash that's on the side of the road just like anyone else that would be in that situation. Matter of fact, she should attend the corner as he goes to another body or another victim out there and she has to stand beside him as the coroner is in taking photos of the victim or anything like that. And then she should go back there for the autopsy and, and exactly watch and examine what happens. Because this is something that is that needs to stop. And if there's some way to do it, let's, again, like I said in the previous story, let's start now, locking her up, Letting everyone know this is the results that will happen. This is the fine. This is the punishment. This is the activity. These are the things that will happen if you continue to do what you do when you get behind the wheel because there's no one that is immune from death. I'm telling you that right now. All right. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV and on Facebook at DistractedDB. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? And always know what's going on with your car. Oh my gosh. I mean, how does that really happen? I mean, quite honestly. Until next week, be safe. Quite honestly, I got to know what's going on with my car all the time.